Welcome to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church, Springfield, Tennessee. Listen now as we join our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests as they give biblical insight into your toughest theological questions as we explore the Bible together. Well, welcome uh, to our podcast. We found another hour, as you can tell in the intro. Um, that name derives itself from the fact that, well, it's been my experience, and uh, uh, we'll talk to our guests and see their experience in just a minute, but there's just not enough time on Sunday morning to say all that you want to say. Now, there's plenty of time to say all that God wants to say. Oftentimes, we want to throw in more, but I find myself uh, all the time saying, boy, I wish I had another hour on that. Well, praise the Lord, we found another hour uh, through the opportunity through podcast. So thank you for joining us in the studio today. We got two um, great guests. Uh, one is not a guest at all because he's been here before, Brother Drake Nosco, Senior Pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Nashville. I'm glad that we can say that finally. And the question becomes, Drake, thank you once for uh, uh, first for coming back and uh, being on the podcast with us because I know this is your favorite topic so I did not want you uh, to go un unescaped in this conversation uh, but uh, things are going well at Grace Nashville I assume let's see it's uh, been three four weeks since you became their pastor and you're still employed yeah I still have a job so well that's very, remarkable very thankful what I'm not thankful for is the fact that I lost my money because even though I'm not a betting person, <laughs> virtually we bet that you, I mean, probably about two or three weeks would be all that uh, that, that they would take. But anyway, we're, we're thankful for that. Well, you know, when y'all gave me the going away reception, uh, somebody asked me how it was going. And at that time, I hadn't started yet. And they said, oh, well, you might be back soon anyways. <laughs> well, there's always room at the end here at Grace Baptist in well, Springfield. And uh, they probably even take your brother Johnny, might take you at the Greenbrier oh, campus. Yeah. But nevertheless, we're well, glad of, that you're most back. Most of the people think that Grace Baptist in Nashville is just an extension of Grace Baptist of Springfield. Well, it depends on how well he does from this point <laughs> on. It may be it that. Be, I, so. I, I don't know. And you're hearing from our other guest, that's Dr. Jake Rakowski. He is the director of uh, the doctoral ministry program at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, our old alma mater, and uh, one of the reasons why Brother Drake is here and Dr. Rakowski. Dr. Rakowski came uh, today and is going to share with us his intellect on questions that we have. I'm so grateful for our guest. And really, if you've not, um, if you don't understand the premise of this podcast, uh, the reality is what we do is we're we're reading the Bible simultaneously. We're doing it as a church, and I would invite you uh, to go on our website, or you can email at the information given at the end of this podcast, and we'll get you signed up. We'll help you get signed up for daily reading. It'll come to your inbox and your text messaging at eight o'clock every evening. And uh, you read along with us, and really what I'm doing and what we're doing is uh, the guests who are here, we're answering the questions that you have as you read the Bible. So uh, we've got a great question today. We're reading. Obviously, we're starting in the beginning with Genesis, and uh, literally this question goes all the way back to the beginning. So we'll get to that in just a minute, but before we do that, uh, Dr. Jake, how are things at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary? 
we just um, uh, in, in had the installation service for Dr. Jamie Dew, is that correct? No, it's the uh, installation <coughs> service uh, will be in January. Okay. Uh, but we have a new president, uh, Dr. Dew. Uh, he started in August, maybe officially, yeah, in August. And well, he was on the job in July, started in August. And so he has been leading the seminary uh, and has obviously some new initiatives, but the climate is very positive. We're excited about the future, looking forward to what God is going to do. And, and uh, from what I believe, Dr. Freeman, you, you were able to meet with Dr. Dew and have had um, a conversation about you and what you're doing in the area of internship program here, right? I did, uh, and uh, we were blessed to have a meeting. Dr. Parker, our executive pastor, who was on uh, air with us last time, uh, he and I were able to go and meet the new president. What an incredible, incredible future for New Orleans Seminary. Uh, uh, Dr. Dew, it's incredible just to have an opportunity to sit down with him and talk about our residency program, which Brother Drake is a product of. And as uh, upon completion of this residency program, he transitioned into his first church, and well, we're excited. So, uh, well, and I'm excited about this question. Now, this is a question that I think is, uh, what, listen, to me, it speaks to the foundation of, of everything that we know. Now, uh, again, uh, Genesis, uh, I, I love what Ken Ham said from uh, Answers in Genesis. You know, if we don't understand Genesis, we really can't understand Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I mean, we really can't have the basis of the gospel without understanding how it all began, and really, subsequently, this is probably another podcast uh, soon in the making, but how everything is going to return, because I personally believe that God's on a trajectory to take everything back to the way he created it in the beginning. So we really have to understand the foundation, but here's the question. I want to give it to you. I'm just going to read it to you in Freeman translation, uh, and, and, and I'll make it because the Question's much more complex than this, but I'll, I'll make it easy. How old is the earth? Hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how easier we could get. Of course, I could read, um, you know, because they're talking about how they've walked through science and they're helping their kids with homework. I mean, the whole premise of the question. But really what they're asking is, is the earth millions or perhaps billions of years old? Or is it as uh, you'll probably find out in this podcast, as I believe, that it's um, it's just a few thousand years old. So this is what we're going to tackle uh, in our podcast today. Again, thank you listeners for being uh, with us and uh, hang with us with our guests, Brother Drake and Dr. Jake Rakowski. Well, Brother Steve, I think it's an incredible question, but before you tackle that question, I think we need to address the issue of evolution because... You know, whether it's millions or thousands, you know, it basically stems in what you believe about evolution. Um, I have a quote from Harry Reimer, a great eighth, uh, scientist who loved the word. Uh, he once said, try to believe in both evolution and the Bible is like trying to ride two horses going in different directions. Come on, that's good. Yeah, yeah. might use that in a sermon. And, uh, and so you, you could, and if you want to, put your own sermon illustration about you riding a horse because <laughs> you don't even need two horses because when Brother Drake rides a horse, the horse goes in one direction and he, he in the other. 
So it'd be a great illustration. And so when we're talking about evolution, you know, obviously you have micro macroevolution. You know, one is evolution among the species. You know, like you take a horse, you know, the horse could evolve within the species of a horse. And then another type of evolution where you go from one species to another, you know. And so I do believe in evolution, like in in horses evolving, but they remain a horse. It's still a horse. It just evolves over a period of time. And but we we don't have any proofs of evolution from species to species. No matter how much you know paleontology finds proofs, we don't see that. And so I do think that that's the first fundamental question to tackle as a, as a Bible-believing Christian. I think we have to believe that, you know, that God created the world as is. And, and then returning back, you know, once you establish that fact, then you could tackle the issue of the age of the earth. And, you know, obviously, you'll, you know, when it, when it comes to our children, they're educated in millions of years. I mean, it's just billions. And it's amazing how every year it changes. The science kind of evolves about that. Well, let me ask you a question about that, Dr. J, because you and Drake, you jump in here anytime that you want to. But, um, you, you know, you mentioned evolution and you mentioned, uh, you, you know, thinking about God in Genesis 1-1 when he created everything. You, you know, you mentioned the fact that God created everything as is, but yet we're so indoctrinated from the world and from uh, really the, the world viewpoint, if you will, of science through scientific theory, scientific, uh, you know, hypothesis in regards to earth. We throw in all of these fancy terms that, that you know, I don't understand, but, um, you know, carbon dating and all of these type of things. How does that play into um, the how the world is being shaped by science? And then how do how do we take that back to the Bible and say, you know, okay, but this is this is how God this is how God created things. I mean, help help us from that perspective. Okay, well, Brother Drake, if you want to comment on that, you, I mean, I know it's your favorite subject, so you might want to as well. <laughs> And Brother Drake, you're doing very well on this subject right yeah, now. And you, and those at Grace Old Hickory, I mean, they're just beaming from ear to ear right now. Um, well, go ahead. You go ahead. I want to well, what you have to say first. Interestingly <laughs> enough, I'm just pulling up, you know, you mentioned yeah. our new president, and um, he's a good friend with uh, Paul Gould, who is, um, who is um, one of the premier authority on you know, in the age of the earth, apologetics, and, and you know, Jamie and Paul, they wrote a book together, and, but um, I've learned it from, from him um, because he's been trained by some of the British scientists, and, and, and basically what helped me underst understand, you know, how there's no contradiction between, you know, what appears to be millions of billions years versus the new earth, I mean the um, new earth like five or six or ten thousand years, you know basically if you believe the Bible probably the 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 age of the earth is from about six to ten thousand so you know give and take if you look at, at the scripture and so how do you reconcile those two almost incongruent 
in reconcilable facts, you know. So what, what helped me understand that personally was, and I've learned it from Paul Rule at a lecture that he gave at the Orleans Seminary, was like, if you take a story where Jesus turns water into wine, I mean, it's the first miracle that he, uh, he uh, performed. And so if you remember the story, uh, Jesus turned water in, into wine when the wine ran out. And so they bring the wine to the master of the ceremony. He tastes and he says, how is it that you usually, usually you bring the best wine first and you bring in the best wine last. Now, to be the best wine, that wine has had to be fermented and it takes time. It takes years in a sense. And so, Well, it seems like you know a lot about the fermentation just, process like, of wine. I, I, I didn't know. And we, we, we teach it in New Orleans. Okay. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I had to I really did. research that. I mean, do you teach it or do you experience well, it? I mean, is it experience? It's in the Bible. It's <laughs> okay, okay, I got you. What happens in New Orleans stays in New Orleans. Yeah, so I mean, we have to explore uh, this and so, but anyway, that's a known fact. You could do, a, I mean, you research in Wiki, Wikipedia, right? So yeah, I mean, that. sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where I get most yeah, of my most answers. Yes, yeah, right? Wikipedia. That's okay, how that's I passed exactly seminary, exactly by the right. Praise that's the Lord I'm for thinking. Google, you but, know. But anyway, returning back to the story, that, uh, and so he tasted it and said, Man, this is seasoned, you know, two years, you know, you know, for that wine to get to that point. So the question is for the listeners. The question. To you, the distinguished gentleman, two of you distinguished gentlemen here, is was this wine, how old was that wine? I mean, Jesus just created it, but yet really? it appeared to be older, a lot older. So here's the principle. Here's the principle. Think about it. Listen, before you get the principle, I got to say that was good. <laughs> I mean, that was good. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's why we paid for seminary to get that right there. Well, Thank you. Thank you. some of those lectures as well. I mean, it was incredible. It's like, you know, and, and it just like, clicked in me. Yeah. So tell I mean, us the principle. So here, here's the principle. You know, this is why I believe that, yes, the earth, the Bible does not contradict itself, that it's six to 10,000 years, but the reason why... You know, people are looking at it millions and billions. I don't see that contradiction because God could have created it that way. Yeah. Hmm. Just like w with the wine that was seasoned, but yet it was created just seconds yeah, away, new. but it appeared to be like years. Mm -hmm. hmm. So yeah. I don't see the contradiction of science and... I, you know, I always believe that, I mean, as, as I look at the issue of evolution, usually science just catches up with the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and one of the things, and probably some of our listeners and even, you know, our listener who wrote in, and by the way, uh, you can get your questions answered too, um, and there'll be information at the end of the podcast of how you can, you know, write to us and get your question, how you can get in on the Bible reading, and this is what we want to do. We want to answer your questions, but, you know, for our listener, for instance, um, you know, when we take everything we've talked about and and how science and, you know, you, you may mention that science catches up with the Bible, you know, the Bible. Um, but, but the, and I don't want to put words in our listener's mouth, but even the six to 10,000 year range, how, how do we get to that point? Where do we reconcile 
from the Bible how old the earth is. Again, we can talk about how the, you know everything comes together. Um, there's gap theories we could talk about. We could talk about all that, but for a person. For instance, I believe that the earth is 6,221 years old. You say, well, how do you get that precise? Well, I mean, very simply, we, like we do with everything, Dr. Rakowski, and y'all taught us this in seminary, you can only go by what you got. So take the Bible, if you, and, and I believe this, and y'all gonna get me preaching, okay? But I believe Preach. that the Bible has every answer to every question that we ever have. And you say, well, you know, how do you turn, I mean, is there an index where you can find, no. But it, it lays a process of, of discovery and exploration and provides the answer. It's a living word. So it catches you where you are and provides the answer. But You're listening to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about our church or any of its affiliates, please go online to www.gbcspringfield.org or simply write to us via email at podcast at gbcspringfield.org. We'd love to hear from you. Let's continue now listening as our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guest continue to give biblical insight to your toughest theological questions. For instance, finding the age of the earth. Well, I came to the conclusion that the earth is 6,221 years old, give or take a day or two, you know. But from just basic deduction and reasoning from the Bible. For instance, I mean, when you go and you start reading the genealogies and nobody reads the genealogies, this is the problem. We gotta ask the question, why are the genealogies there? But nobody reads the genealogy. I mean, how many sermons have you heard preached from Genesis chapter five in the genealogies? Okay, I got one better, y'all preachers. How many have y'all preached from Genesis chapter 5? How many have you preached from Matthew chapter 1? The reality. Well, you don't, ask, you, you don't have to ask me that question because I did preach on Matthew chapter 1 two weeks ago. You're <laughs> such a nerd, though. You know, I mean, like, nobody. I actually preached on the genealogy. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like. God, you want to talk about that? We were I, talking about the geology. I know, geology but I mean, it's only, that's only because you're a nerd. <laughs> I, I mean, the rest of us. I mean, congratulations <laughs> for preaching from the most obscure passage hey, in the, all the, the Bible. Listen, you know. the, the funniest thing, you know, there's that famous evangelist out of Birmingham. I forgot his name. You know, he does the, those things. That, um, but anyway, you, you would know his name. just escapes my mind. Anyway, he preached at one time on the book of Abadiah in, um, at Louisiana Baptist Convention. Can you give us that book one more time? <laughs> the book of Abadiah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I mean, I love when you tap into that South American accent and just pull that. Yeah. So anyway, he preaches and he said, you preachers, probably none of you have preached on the book of Abadiah in the past years and years. And so, but interesting enough, a Sunday before I preached in the book of Abadiah. <laughs> well, the, I mean, so there you go. So I there, so I, I, I stand corrected. Yeah, I stand corrected. I mean, Genesis how many of you have preached from Lamentations? And there's Dr. Rakowski yeah, raising I, I his have hands. From uh, yeah. Only because I did a series on going through the Bible where I decided I was going to preach from every book of the Bible. <laughs> well, I mean, so... I've never preached from those. So. <laughs> well, you ain't got but three sermons anyway. <laughs> All right. But but seriously, thinking about the genealogies, we have to ask the question, what are they really there for? And what can they help us to understand? One, God is a God of recordation. 
Um, this really bothers me in some circles of influence when, when we're operating church um, and, and we're trying to evaluate, you know, where we are and where God's headed us, or, or taking us, where we're headed, uh, and, and they throw out recordation. They throw out and they say, well, you know, we don't need to be keeping numbers and this and that. Listen, numbers are important to God. He wrote a whole book on them, so I'm just saying. But the reality is, what other measurement do we have, you know, uh, of knowing where we are, where we came from, where we're headed? And I feel the same way even in parts of the Bible, such as genealogies and what. He gave us numbers. He gave us complete recordation. One, I believe, for validity and validation. Uh, second, to, as, as a, a marking point, even for those folks who were involved in, you know, writing and, and you know, being a part of the scriptural experience. So, when you think about Genesis chapter 5 and the generations from Adam all the way through, well, you know what's beneficial is you can take those generations and begin to, with a calculator, you can begin to add those generations up. And, for instance, when from Adam to Lamech, you get, I mean, you count the generations as 1,056 years. And then, you know, Noah comes on the scene, and we know the, the, the age of Noah at the flood, so that adds another 600 years. So, I mean, even at this, we're in the Genesis chapter 7, and we're already at somewhere around 1,656 years. You, you add the flood year, you go all the way down through Aprashat, Terah, Abram, Abraham, and Isaac. I mean, the Bible gives us specific when these folks were born. And with that, I mean, when you get, for instance, when you get to Abraham having Isaac at 100 years old in Genesis 21, uh, uh, chapter 21, verse 5, we can attain by calculation that the earth at that point is 2,149 years old. I mean, you, you take this all the way through Joseph, Joseph's death, uh, Moses' deliverance, you know, that's a 430-year period. So basically, we can calculate from Genesis chapter 5 all the way through Genesis uh, 47 through the Exodus chapter 12 verse 40 uh, and, and then walk all the way through to Jesus' birth. And we, we find that the, the age of the earth at Jesus' birth that we spent a couple of podcasts talking about was about 4,196 years old. Jesus, we know, lived 33 years, uh, dying in A.D. 27. So the earth at that point will be 4,229 years old when Jesus died. And that was 1,992 years ago. So you want to know where I get the calculation of 6,221 years old is 1,992 years have passed since Jesus' uh, death, burial, resurrection. Um, and it was 4,196 years old at Jesus' birth. You put those two together. In 2019, I believe that the earth is 6,221 years old. Now, I'll throw that out there and let y'all say anything you want to about that. But, I mean, that's really where I found my calculation of the earth. Because what else do we have to go by? I don't have, I, I mean, certainly there are other theories. But me, I see it in black and white. So I just add it. Brother Drake, like, what do you think about that? I like that? how you, you get there because regardless of whether or not people agree with you or not, what you, I go back to what you said earlier, 
when you said, I go by what we, what we have. And what we have is the Word of God, and I think that's good for uh, as pastors for us to keep putting in front of our people is that you're getting your answers not from not primarily or even secondarily from books written by men, fallen men, but by the Word of God. And you're taking them through. And I know you've done this in different classes you teach. And I think if we can keep doing that, showing people where we're getting our answers, about any, any type of answer, I know that you have people uh, email you and ask you all kinds of questions. Uh, and I've been a part of those, uh, your responses to them via email, and you always lay out there in the Scriptures where you're getting, regardless if, again, if they agree with you or not, where you're interpreting from the Scriptures. And so um, I like that you have an answer. Now, me personally, I've never walked through and done the math and worked through the genealogies. Uh, I'll try and preach from one here pretty soon. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but um, I've never myself sat down. But when people ask me that question, what I try to do, because I've not sat down, and that's probably something I need to do now that I am about to be, a senior pastors, I go back to actually kind of what Dr. Rakowski was talking about, and I just try to talk as much as possible about who created the world, and that's God, and that when he did that, he created it by speaking things into existence, which goes back to how important God's word is, even in getting this answer, uh, but also that he uh, is with us. In Genesis chapter 1, we talked about that earlier, we see God's presence in the creation, and then we see God's presence either from Genesis all the way through Revelation. And so I think I try to focus in on that again because, number one, I don't have an answer, a personal answer to the question. But I, lo I love your approach in showing exactly from the scriptures where you're being informed uh, in all of this. Dr. Rukowski, what's your take? Well, as I shared with you, I do believe in the um, New Earth view and... Um, you know, I see the strength of you calculating and doing the calculation from this is, um, you know, I think the reason I'm saying six to 10,000 years, which is basically we're agreeing that it's a new um, Earth, you is that it might be possible that you might have some missing, uh, you know, links in genealogy when you look at the genealogy of Christ. You know, there's some people that might have been omitted, and so, so you, you kind of add a little bit to it if you, but I mean, if you say, you know, would you feel comfortable that the Earth is six hundred six thousand two hundred and twenty-two? I don't. That may be a stretch. Twenty-three I don't know. hours. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I mean, because I said six to ten thousand, it doesn't really yeah. bother me. You know, and, and you know, I, I think the bottom line is, you know, what do we believe? Is it scripturally that it's New Earth versus that is the Earth in billions and billions and years of age, and you know I just think for me as I shared the answer is that I think it's new, but if it appears to scientists to be billions and millions of years, I don't have a contradiction with that because Jesus created, <laughs> was able to turn water into wine, and it appeared to be so old, but yet it was created within seconds of that time. Well, I think that that is, because uh, one of the questions that I was going to ask, and, and really you've answered it with that response, because, you know, what do we do in the classroom? Um, because our, our children are being indoctrinated with what I believe is wrong. However, uh, there's still a way that you can reconcile. There's still a way that you can even, you know, here's one of the problems with Christianity today. Instead of leading people to the truth, we try to drive people to the truth. And as a result of that, we, we miss it. And um, so what I want us to do, 
uh, is always try to find a win-win, uh, a way that even whether it be in the classroom, whether it be at, at the office, wherever it is, that we can lead people back to the Bible and we can lead people back to Christ without severing the opportunity to do that. And I think uh, when it comes to evolution, I mean, these are hot topics in our society because we're looking, we have a society out here, y'all, that is looking for answers, but they're getting the answers in the wrong places. But one is because the church is too silent, and two, because they're searching, and you can find whatever answer that you are looking for, be it right or wrong, uh, because the information is available. So we've got a world who's searching, but we've got to be armed and ready with the truth to take it to them, but in such a way that it's inviting and we can lead people to the understanding of the truth of the Bible, rather than finding ourselves in... Um, uh, in, in, in really hostility or contra, uh, a confrontation. I, I, they, this, we live in a time where um, people can handle the truth if you'll tell them the truth. But this is the problem. We're not, we're not advocates uh, and we're not avidly, let me say it's probably a better word, avidly sharing the truth. Um, so hopefully um, with these podcasts and, and the information that you, you've been given, we're telling you from our uh, basic theological viewpoint of where we stand on the issues, and hopefully this arms you to have that conversation and encourages you to have the conversation. I believe this. I believe that knowledge is, uh, breeds confidence, and confidence brings us the ability to have hard questions or hard conversations with people who are searching. Guys, thank you for being on our podcast today. Brother Drake, thank you for being back. Dr. Rakowski, thank you uh, for being such a major part of our lives and a major part of those at seminary. And thank you for your call. And uh, you are truly responsible and uh, you're doing it well with the responsibility of raising up the next generation of pastors and preachers, and we appreciate what you do. We appreciate New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. We appreciate New Orleans, and my understanding is uh, you, we might even get to see a game down there um, in just a few weeks from now. Oh, it, it's not your understanding. It's the reality. Okay. And, <laughs> you, and, with this, you don't have to apply uh, use faith. I mean, okay. Unless Jesus... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, so, I mean, we got that, obviously. But, but I'm not going to the game. Are you going to the game? I'm, I'm not, but Brother Drake still thinks that uh, Mississippi State <laughs> is getting in there. No, so, no, I mean, no, I don't no, know. No. He, I, I mean, the reality is they're in the yeah, tidy bowl here in Nashville, in Nashville, but I don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he, he still thinks they're going to New Orleans. I mean, so, Brother Drake, we don't want to diminish the hopes. Yeah. Uh, go dogs. Yeah, go dogs. Yeah, go dogs. It's always good to be with you, Brother. <laughs> go Tigers. <laughs> Love y'all. Thank you, man. For all that you do. God bless you. Thank you for listening to We Found Another Hour with your host, Dr. Steve Freeman, a ministry and podcast of Grace Baptist Church of Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about becoming a follower of Christ, we'd love to have that conversation. Please contact us at 615-384-3393. For other questions or information regarding Grace Baptist Church or its affiliates, write to us via email podcast at gbcspringfield.org. And as always, as we explore the Bible together, 
If you have a theological question that you'd like answered on our podcast, send the question to podcast at gbcspringfield.org. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you.